This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. I know. And we're about to be seeing a lot more of each other because we are going on tour in just one short week. We'll be in Chicago. That means if you're in Chicago, if you're in Cleveland, Detroit, or Toronto, get the crew together. We're coming. We're going to have a great night. Uh, The shows are a blast. We're preparing. We're in the rehearsal studio in front of the mirror doing our dance moves for our opening number. We're getting ready. We're looking at outfits. It's going to be Jared's probably going to wear um, a black shirt, black shirt (laughs) (laughs) and uh, jeans and sneakers. But you know why? Because it's about the content. That's right. Ah, the, 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 the content king over here. I'm telling you. Exactly. Okay. We're coming to your town with a show. And I'm very excited about it. I'm pumped for, you know what? I always say this. I'm pumped for you, the listener, to introduce a new friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone you bring. I'm pumped. The whole crew. For you to look good. Because you're going to bring someone and you're going to be in the car and they're going to go, well, we'll see. And you're going to go, no, it's going to be fun. And they're going to go, well, we could have been at Seoul. And you'll be like, no, 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 it's going to be good. And they're going to walk out there and go, thank you. Thank you for getting me out of my comfort zone. Thank you for making me do something different tonight. Thank you for getting us out for a laugh. Yeah. We're bringing the hots. We get a lot of DMs from people, from people, and they send us text messages of people who were resistant to listening to this podcast. I get it. And then they did, and it changed their goddamn lives. Changed their lives. That's right. And I'm about to change. We are about to change your lives because we have a very special announcement. It's tote special. This is tote special, people. Lock, sit down, take a seat, get off those hooves. Okay, because I'm going to say something that's going to knock you down if, you don't, if, you, if you're not ready for it. Yeah. You ready, Jordan? I'm ready. We will be headlining the New York Comedy Festival November 8th. We're doing a show, a live you up podcast from Town Hall. That is a big event. It's going to be a big deal. A lot of you, I got so many DMs from people who were very disappointed that our tour wasn't coming to New York. We got news for you. We're coming. We're coming in November. And And you can get the tickets today because you listen to the show. We're going to give you a special code to get pre-sale tickets. Don't miss out. It's one night only, town hall, the New York Comedy Festival for me, I you know, for me that's a big deal. I don't know what the how that relates to you, Jordana. Like this is I mean, like, you're a comedian, so this is like your Well, I just know yeah. about the New York Comedy Festival, the big names they have, and to be one of the headlining acts of this. Yeah, they have festival. some huge names, very, very, very talented people who are gonna be headlining, and we are 
We're two one of them. them. We're, we're two, we're two, we're two, we're two of, of them. Yeah. So um, the show is one of them. The we're show very is excited. So um, yeah. and we're gonna have special guests. We'll be doing dating app makeovers. We're gonna do deal reveals. We're bringing people on stage. Like any of our live shows, it's gonna be hot, but it's gonna be in New York City. And so bring your friends, your brothers, your sisters, your mamas, your papas. It's here's the pre-sale code. So you can go. The website to go to get the tickets is nycomedyfestival.com nycomedyfestival.com and then the code to get pre-sale tickets to make sure you don't miss out is C as in cat NYC F as in Frank okay C N Y C F use that code that gets you in the door and you don't have to worry about it you won't be DMing us on the day of oh, I didn't get it's exactly Sorry, what bitch. you're going to sound like. Yeah, that's what you sound like to me. So, listen, uh, that's very exciting. It's, yeah. uh, it is a, you know, you know, I'm very proud. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I feel like it's a big accomplishment for, for us, and we're, we're very proud and excited to be there. And listen, a show is only halfway there with us there. You got to buy those tickets. So Get I'm talking tickies. to you, New York City. November 8th, you're on the tour. And if you're coming to any of our shows in the Midwest next week, um, that's Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, or Toronto, you can send in, it's your very last chance, if we haven't already picked them by now, to send in your dating app makeovers and your screenshots of your text for us to interpret. Send them to youuplive at betches.com and include the city that, of the show that you're attending. Also, awkward sex stories. If you're in the audience, you've got an yeah. awkward sex story, send that we'll in. We'll bring Why you not? up. Yeah, we'll talk to you. So let's do the show. Um, also, if you're listening right now, make your Instagram story. Let's do that. If you're, you know, you're looking away, you know, if you want to find a way to, you can't make it to the shows or you're not in the city that we're going to, you're, uh, that's a, show us you care. Show us you care. Make it your Instagram story because that feels good. Yeah. When I see us tagged and tag a bitch, tag a bitch. When I'm tagged in those Instagram stories, it feels like a small feather is being run up and down the seam of my nuts. That is what that is what they say. That's what they say. The fans of yours. Yeah. Feathering the nuts. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. What are we talking about today? Let's talk about the concept of dating down. Interesting. Someone writes in, she says, Hey, J&J, longtime listener and lover of the podcast and all things Betches. I've rated, reviewed, and subscribed. So should you. Um, We're looking at you, people who don't do that. <laughs> told a friend, told a friend, told a friend, and I posted about you guys in a Facebook group I am in for another podcast and said you are a great resource for dating advice when someone was asking a relationship question. Oh, I love that. That, oh, Jared, that's me reacting to my nuts getting feathered. Oh, oh, oh. It's very exciting. You sound like you're on a ride at Disney World. Whoa. <laughs> a bunch of people agreed and backed me up. So thanks for being out here doing the Lord's work. My question today came in after having a discussion with my coworkers about dating down. I said that the ideal situation is to date someone who is a little tiny bit worse than you. And even though you both know it, it's unspoken. I'm not saying if you are a 10, you should date a two. I'm saying that maybe you're slightly smarter and cooler and better looking. It should still be someone you love and are attracted to, but you are a little bit out of their league. My argument is that they will always put in the work to keep, to keep you and be appreciative because they know that they are lucky to have you and it probably won't get any better. Some of my coworkers wave their fingers and cinch their pearls saying, that's awful. All relationships should be supportive and equal. And I would never want to think about my partner like that. There were some that agree with me and say that the best way to live in comfort and ease with someone is 
who will always appreciate you is to make sure that the two is that the two of the two, you're the best. This isn't really a question. I'm just curious to hear your insight and thoughts. Keep up the amazing work and I will see you in DC. It's an interesting topic. Um, it's, it's, I love it for this podcast because we live in the no judgment zone. Yeah. We, we have the uncomfortable. This is the com- this, No, this is- Jared is not cinching any pearls. No, I, I don't even bring the pearls anymore. I don't even want to grab it. Exactly. Um, I, this is the comfort zone. This is where we can have the uncomfortable conversations to say to someone, yeah, date down. So you got, you're always being worshipped. That's something that someone in your office would obviously say, my word, right. you know, like how could you say such a thing when they go home to their ugly husband? Exactly. You know, like, so I, I do like that this is being brought to our attention yeah. Because this is the right place to have the conversation. What do you think? I think of it like anything else. It depends what kind of person you are. So like, let's, there's, w- w- imagine saying the same thing about someone with their job. Always have a job where like you're the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Or you're like a little bit better at your job than all your coworkers. You're a little smarter or better than like. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's sort of like, do you, if this person, if you want to be the big fish in the small pond. And the smallest pond is your relationship. Then like, sure. sure. If that's something that's important to you, I think it's kind of like, it's an ambition thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're the smartest of your company, you're only going to make as much money as you can make. Right. Is, is the, you're, you're the top side, Ben, you know, you're at the top side. Of right. Things. If you're like, this is like, I'm, I'm doing very well for myself and I'm, I'm happy, but I'm happy to be like the best person here. I'll say one thing. Okay, and I don't. I I appreciate her sending this in, but okay. I have a lot of opinions. Let's about hear it. it. One, this is a conversation no man has. No, no guy. N- this is not a male conversation. Okay, why is that? The idea of dating down is not brought up amongst men. I've never heard of such a thing. I've only ever heard of this concept, and I have heard it, and it's from women, and it's usually single women, because okay. it's a question of uh, should I settle. Should I settle? Right. And well, that's men what I'm never want, men just have too much ego. And I'm not saying it's like, it's because of good reasons, but I think sometimes the bad things in you make you better at things. And I think this is why men are better daters in general, because in this situation where she, like, I just don't like, it's just not a male thing with ego and all this stuff that goes into it and the way we're built and the mindset of dating and trying to have sex and all this stuff where you go to your friends. Yeah, I just date down. That's how, you know. I don't know if people would openly admit it. There, she's saying it's like an unspoken thing, but like that, but that, that, is, but, that it works better when you do that. But only someone who's single brings this up as an option. Okay. And only like, like, uh, like and we've gotten this email before here where women write in, they're like, well, maybe my standards are too high. Right. And they, they, they question their own standards because they're single. Maybe I need to go down a level. Maybe I need to, you know, and it's like this whole like dating down idea. Men don't have an idea of like the, of like of a caliber of person that they can get given all of their information. They guys, I mean, look at what guys. I mean, like that's got to that, be somewhat of a thing. No. It doesn't. Or does speak every to me. like does every like like unattractive overweight man just think he's dating like Giselle? I think every unattractive <laughs> overweight he's got a man um, is like, well, I make a ton of money, so that's why I get 
a woman that's better than I should get. So they'll you know, like make I think an that, excuse for that. There'll be know. an excuse for it. Or I'm, you know, I'm so funny. That's why I can get the girl. I think like, mm. you know, uh, and this is also to speak to a lot of women out there that are like, you know, I, I think this goes back to something I've said on this podcast before about being like the CEO versus someone who works at the company. Right. Like, well, it goes back to our, yeah, our work analogies here. Yeah. So this girl writing in like, you know, if you want to be, you know, you shouldn't be trying to keep your job with a relationship. So right. when you say to like, make sure he doesn't leave. <laughs> yeah. To make sure yeah. he doesn't leave. If so that's like, your bar. Then sure. This then, is like a, but this is a confidence conversation. Right. This isn't. And it's, you know, I, whenever I've dated, I've always had the mindset of like, this is who I am mm-hmm. for better and for worse. Someone I'm a puzzle piece. There's another puzzle piece that fits me. Right. The, whether, you know, how everyone, how someone else would judge that puzzle piece has nothing to do with right. me. It's not necessarily like a better or worse thing. Yeah. What you're saying. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think, you know, like guys talk about being with a girl that's out of their league, but it's never, I just don't Isn't ever that the hear same the, thing. I don't hear the opposite. Though. Isn't that the same? I don't hear girls saying they're with guys that are out of their league. To me, when she says dating down, saying someone's out of your league is more positive on you and your partner. Only when men say it. If a woman says that she's dating the guy she's dating is out of her league, it makes her sound kind of like sad. I mean, no, not to me. I don't. I don't. Here's think so. why I think that is. I think that a lot of um, females are, are taught or ingrained to believe a sense of them that they're only as they're only worth as much as whoever like will date them or like that's how they're like in some ways that's how their worth is measured by mm. like their dateability by the amount of guys that like want to sleep with them that want to be with them that want to date them and I think that can lead to conversations like this among, yeah. especially among single women of like I have a I have a rate I have a going rate in the market and the older I get the rate that rate decreases and then if I have yeah. this that increases and I think that like yeah it's probably like there's probably other reasons why men don't have those conversations, but I don't think that men are taught to to consider their worth that way. No, you're right. Yeah, it, well, the idea, the the worth being related to your looks. Right, to your looks yeah. or your manner or your, you know, there's like a new statement that the, the new trophy wife went to Harvard or like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's sure. like, a, there's a lot like that you're, that you're throwing, that's thrown at you. I the think the new trophy as wife you, went to Harvard is not a saying that I see around, uh, you know, at the I've gym heard. in the men's locker room a lot. I'm just letting you know, that's uh, not something that's I hear something a lot. something I read in the New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's, that's being said by women for women. Mm-hmm. The, the, I, I, yeah. I think when like, I totally agree when society tells you that your looks are this important, that you need to have anti-aging creams and, right. and you have to do whatever you do before bed, skincare routines. And right. And here's how you up that worth or create yourself totally. to be a, I think that that's a message that's mostly given to women. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so when you say dating down, you're rating that in looks. Right. When a guy says he's hitting out of his league, he's going, well, she's gorgeous, but also look at, I'm the type of guy who can capture gorgeous. Right. But this kind of goes back to like everyone, you know, I, I I think like this is all a perspective email, yeah. like her, her perspective of saying you should date down like to, to make sure someone wants you. How about you take a little bit more pride in what makes you you? Like, how right. about you look at yourself and you go like if a guy turn was it around, the guy, the guy would turn it around. And that's mm-hmm. our that's our privilege. 
Right. That's like a male privilege where like I haven't been brought up with the idea that like, well, there's the pretty girls in school and then there's the the not so pretty girls in school. Then there's the the nerds. Like, I don't think I don't think guys are brought up that way as far as and that's our luck. That's our privilege where, you know, for me, it's like, well, you know, every cool group has the funny fat guy. You know, right. like like yeah. there's almost more diversity in the in the upper echelon group to men than there are for women, right? Then, then there, where, yeah, right. Where it's like more just about like this one thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a tough conversation to have I'm, because I understand what she's saying. I understand what she's saying. I think that like that's a sort of image. It's an it's a kind of immature way of thinking about things. Yeah, because it. I think the ideal relationship, or where both people feel like they're really lucky to be with each other not because the person is like so attractive or smart or whatever mm. but just because they're such a good like you said like good a good fit. match or fit for them that like there's no one who would get that like get that, me in this way or understand me in this way but not like that better is richer yeah, or, yeah. or funnier of, or hotter it's more my, just like nothing nothing comes together this way and i think both people should feel really lucky yeah in that way and that shouldn't be like one person's like winning the game by like getting away with 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 finding this person who's way out of their league this is a maturity conversation too you're right because you i never hear from my married friends i'm out of my, like if i heard from a married dude i'm oh man i i got one out of my league i'd be like man this guy's fucked up right <laughs> like, that's like th- because that's the, how he's looking at like women and like their worth sure. and their value is like i've you hear a lot right. less of this when your friends get married and when they get in serious relationships you I, that's why i, I right. kind of said in the beginning like this is a single person's thing that's true because you get it more i think once you become in a relationship you get that that's not none of that shit actually like helps your day-to-day life no and, and you're right. not trying to have someone like and the other thing is you're not tr- i think like also when you're single you feel like um this idea of getting someone to chase you is some sort of game when that's how the good relationships end up happening. Mm-hmm. The good relationships is when is not when you're going, hey, where have you been? I haven't heard right. from you. The good ones are like... Should I text them now or in yeah. 10 minutes or the, 15? The, right. The good ones, you know, click, 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 click up the mountain. Right. They don't really click, click, click back down. Click, click, yeah. click back down. It goes up and you're like, oh, wow, this was so easy. Why haven't all the other ones been easy? Because all the other ones weren't good matches for you. Right. No, like, really successful relationship is one where people, both people feel like they've caught something, like, in a net that they, like, <laughs> now can't let go of because Yo, they'll never catch it again. Like, that's not what, what the reality is. And, and also, once you get more into it, it's like, oh, I'm happy. Like, these are the qualities that this person makes up for in me. Right. Like there are qualities in That's Jess right, being that in I'm like, fit. okay, she does these things very well. And I, you know, and there's qualities in me where I would be like, I'm picking up the slack and certain, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Things that like allow you to work well together. So it's not necessarily that she's like, and again, I think we've talked about this in a different scenario where it's for you. It's probably not like, oh, I found one that's better than all the rest. This is no. why I'm going to date this one because this one's better. It's yeah. more like this one just fits with me better. Yeah, and the whole like, dating down thing right. lives in a world where there's one version of hot. Right. You know, like, I, I, and again, I have to reiterate this. Men are online masturbating to feet. Okay. They're, look at the categories on a porn website. There's some, they're, the categories aren't there for their own health. Right. They're there because men have searched them out or women have searched them out and looked for those things and said, that's what gets me hard. 
So hard and wet isn't a one one size fits all proposition. Right. So to say date down, like when you see a couple and you go, how does that work out? Well, those are two people that one thing gets them hard and one thing gets them wet and those go together and it fits. Yeah. And and if that's the case, then you're lucky. I that Well, that is actually like the luckiest thing where you find someone that you're like, wow, this all is here, that this is the taste right. that I've had forever and this person yeah. is, it fits into that mold. Very few people are like, you know, like this relationship is, is going great, but I just wish this person was a little hotter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, very few. It really few. doesn't ha- It seems like something that would happen, but it really, I don't mm-hmm. really think that does happen. Your grandma ain't saying that on her deathbed. Yeah. Your grandma going, I loved grandpa every minute of every day, but he was a little short for <laughs> me. <laughs> I don't, and he could never get me off. Well, did you ever? Um, did you see that movie like Shallow Hal? Yeah, yeah. So it starts off where he's on his dad is on his deathbed. Okay, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's a movie, <laughs> but the dad is on the deathbed. He's like, "Come here, I gotta tell you something." Yeah, like. You just got to find the hottest girl that you could yes. possibly find. And like, and it fucks him up for life. Yeah. Well, that's not one well, that would never happen. But it's like the Come concept here, is very. <laughs> Fuck a lot of women. <laughs> yeah. And then he becomes shallow hell. Yeah. So. I mean, so, yeah, go watch that movie for some perspective. I'm pretty, it's pretty but funny. It's a, it is a funny movie. I, I, I do appreciate this email, though. I, I do want like I understand. She's bringing up things at work that I would not bring up. Um, Around the lunch table. Yeah. So what do you guys think about dating down? Yeah, the woman with a husband of 10 years is like, I, I don't know what to say to this. You know, like, <laughs> Millennials. Yeah. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows 50 high school senior girls descend on mobile alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize it isn't survivor it's one of america's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. Uh, you want to read it? Yeah. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending these in. Uh, hey, J&J. I've been seeing a girl from the South, and she recently took a trip up to visit me in New Jersey. Ooh, luxurious. <laughs> this ain't the Hawaii guy from last episode. Uh, we spent the afternoon in a botanical garden uh, having a picnic and rolling around in the grass and such. This can't be real. You think this is a fake story? I don't know. Becoming one with nature, so to speak. I mean, he really rolled out the red carpet. Well, Later that night, we were hooking up, and as I whipped out our brand new sex toy to penetrate her, P.S., I'm a girl. Okay. Now this it makes, makes more, more sense, sense to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew there was something up. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, <laughs> man go- no man goes to botanical gardens. <laughs> no, for his one trip up to- I was like, this sounds like a lovely day. More well, then the sex toy. I'm like, oh, another lie, and then it's like, oh no, we're both women. Oh, good for yeah, you guys. This is where the romance comes in. This yeah. is why you know. <laughs> I felt a bump on her hip. I looked down and uh, find a tick attached to her. Oh my! She began freaking out as ticks aren't something you encounter much in the South. I, I mean, I would freak out about a tick in general, Lyme disease. Yeah. Um, I ran naked to wake up my roommate in medical school to assess the situation, ran but naked. she was no help. This girl wrote a porn for me. <laughs> <laughs> a third woman? You're running up naked? Put on some shorts. How far is the apartment that, that you could run naked? Wake up. What part of wake Jersey up. is this? Yeah, what, what, where are they? Wait. <laughs> After some Googling, we discovered that since the tick was only on for a few hours, so she's probably fine, but I most definitely scared off uh, her off dear sweet New Jersey. Hope this gets a laugh. <laughs> that's it? The, the tick? That's the, that's the whole story, but... Uh, tick, I mean, that. I don't think that would scare me off. A tick? I mean... But no, going to New Jersey and having a, a tick. Going to New Jersey would scare like, me off right, more than the tick. That's the scarier part. I'd be like, Newark? Or being with someone who runs naked through the medical school. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. <laughs> I like an exhibitionist. What do you think? Um, I would call... Uh, that I, would... I don't know. I, really, I don't like bugs at all. So like that would scare you I think you, that would give me massive menings. I think I would probably get over it if I liked the person. But it's not like the person put it on you. Right. See, it just it's like our last um we had another email where someone was talking about sex on the on the, on the, ro- on the rug burn. Mm-hmm, the rug burn. Yeah. Yeah. It's this sad. is why you just gotta I feel like the older you get, the more you're just like, let's just have sex in a bed. Yeah. Sex is made for a bed or the side of the bed or the corner of the bed. Maybe but a, couch. a couch. That's like as adventurous. Depending on the height. Yeah. Not for the shower, not for the sand, not for the botanical garden. This, this is, is what not. happens when you get older. You just get jaded. <laughs> you read too, one too many stories about a tick. I, I would call this the tick. I mean, like the TV like the fly. show. Yeah, like uh, the fly or the, the tick. I, I Not a deal breaker for me. I like that she... I, Wait till well, you see my tick. <laughs> I um. like that. <laughs> Wait till you see my tick. I like that. Okay. Um, it'd be funny for to hear her tell the story to friends. And then I looked down and there was a tick. How a you, dick? I thought you were a lesbian. You know, like that. <laughs> how do you get a tick? How do you get a tick off? Well, sometimes they have to be like burned off. Yeah. I don't, not, have you ever had tough. a tick? No. I, I but I know that like you gotta do tick I checks. Even, I like, don't even know what woman looks like. I can't believe they were just so fine with it. Oh, you know, were there she's people probably around? fine. I guess the I didn't know the botanical gardens were such a 
private place to roll around it. Can I tell you a story? When I was first dating Mike, we went to Central Park mm. and just like had some wine and cheese or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and there next to us were th- was this group of just of, of like men and women and all the women were just topless. Which I oh, didn't, yeah. There's a topless section. I didn't know that. You, oh, I guess we were, I th- I'm I pretty guess, positive. <laughs> I guess yeah. we were in that section. <laughs> I wonder if he did that on purpose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I have a great spot for you. Right. Then, like, like, well, I've not, I, there's a topless section in Central Park. I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I've seen. They were the only topless ones there. topless, but they were to basically like walking around and talking as if they weren't topless. Yeah. That was like, do you know what I mean? When there's like a. Have you ever been to a nude beach? I've been to beaches where like there's one woman who's topless. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's always the one. The everyone you want the one isn't like, <laughs> and the, the one you don't want is. That's right. kind of the deal at a nude beach. It is. It's like everyone. Like I'm not sure if it's a topless beach, but I've been to beaches where I've been like, oh, you look over and you're like, look at that girl. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with a dad that wore Speedos everywhere. Oh, really? He's oh, a yeah. dad. Does he still? Not as much anymore, okay. but he, my whole life, like it was pretty normalized for me that my dad would be in a Speedo at the beach. Like huh. no question. And I think of it from a family that didn't have that going on. They probably were like, look what's going on over it. Like we were the ones being pointed at. All the all the beach by noon now makes sense. Yes, so we're big beach to, people. Yeah. But the beach by noon, like to the point, like my dad would wear like a like a tank top over the speedo and like walk around. Is that a? I guess my I think I'm, I've seen some pictures of my dad wearing that too. It's is a that first, like it's a certain like a European times. thing? It's a little European. It's a little bit of the, of the times. Yeah, like, growing up, like my whole family. Have you ever like, done that? I used to wear speedos like growing up, like probably till like eight. Okay. I was always like, if I look at old pictures of me and my family, like just all the family kids are in, in your Yeah. Your mom is topless. Everyone topless. Just everyone. Real <laughs> bohemian bunch. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, um, it is one of those things where you see someone like, even if I see a thong at the beach, I can't not look. Right. Like I'm like, Oh, I gotta take this in. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Jess and I, we've gone to the beach and we see people. I'm like, Whoa. Like I can't even, the contain myself for the thongs well if i see i just have to like whoa whoa like i i'm like you know shocked you know you should say to her cover up or yeah, you, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> get it together stop ruining my relationship right yeah gross gross <laughs> ew how could you <laughs> there's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect but it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the Lash Serum and the Brow Serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on 
the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Let's do some emails. You ready? Um, All right. I will do the first one. Hey, Jared and Jordana. Absolutely love the podcast. You guys are awesome. So I just noticed that my boyfriend of one year is still following the girl he hooked up with while we were on a two-month break that was about two months ago. He claims they didn't sleep together and told me that when we got back, told me that when we got back together. Yesterday, I asked him if he still talks to her. Hold on. Can I go back through the math of this? Sure. I noticed that my boyfriend of one year is still following the girl he hooked up with while we were on a two-month break. This was about two months ago? It sounds like maybe like the break was two months ago. Oh, okay. And he's still, so two months after the break, yeah. he's still following the girl he hooked up with on the break. Yes. Okay. He claims, okay. Yesterday I asked him if he still talks to her. He said, no, I wouldn't do that. When I said that I noticed that they still follow each other, he said, so I was friends with her for like two years. I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to feel bad about that. All right. Um, and I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were friends. I thought you were just trying to date her. And I brought up. <laughs> Sounds like she's over this whole thing. I'm like, I can't read the sarcasm in that, but that's a, that's how I would imagine of she course. would say it, unless no, she's she... saying it like authentically. Um, and I brought up how I saw that he sent his boyfriend, his his best friend, a picture of her, and asked why he would do that if he wasn't trying to get with her. The reason I saw the text was because he was showing me a funny message from his best friend, and then scrolled up too high, and I saw he sent the pic. He. He then said, very defensively, I wasn't trying to date her. I didn't know what I was doing at that time. I was upset. I said, well, you obviously were trying to date her, but whatever. Then he got mad and he... They have and, a different definition of what dating means. Right. Yeah. Um, then he got mad and said he, he wasn't just trying to get with her, blah, 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 and dropped the subject. Now, I wasn't mad. I was just trying to say in my coy, unintentionally passive-aggressive way that I thought it was weird. We dropped the subject and it's fine now, but I... 
I can't help I but... I can tell you it's not fine now. I can't help but remember how you always say that guys recycle girls who they'd potentially want to get with again when they're single. Do you think this is the case here? I asked if he still talks to her and he said he, quote unquote, wouldn't do that. So then what's the point of being added on social? Does this happen even from a guy who talks about marrying me and our future together? I mean, do you guys still follow people you'd potentially get with if you break up with your partners? Would love some feedback from both of you. Thanks for all that you do. Hmm. And then she writes, I'm 32. He's 39. We've known each other seven years, put in parentheses, just friends. And they've been dating for one year. Yeah. What do you think about this whole thing? Do you follow? Here's the main question. Do you follow people you used to hook up with on Instagram? Some. Yeah. Not all. Some. Some I've unfollowed. Okay. But you do, but you do follow some. I do follow some. Because I did and I didn't like go out of my way to unfollow them. The only reason I would say I've unfollowed people that I used to go either go on dates with or hook up with mm. um, would be if it ended like badly, mm-hmm. I think. And I just didn't want to see any of their stuff anymore. If Mike said to you, that guy keeps popping up. Why are you still following him? What would your answer be? Um, my answer would be like, we used to date before I dated you and I just like never unfollowed him. But like, if you want me to unfollow him, I will. I'm not like, I don't like speak to any of these people really still. I could unfollow them if you cared. I never really thought about it. And I think I'm sure he, I'm sure that he follows people that he has hooked up with or used to date. Absolutely. Right. I mean, mean, you could, I, I, but if you ask me the same question, I'm following people I used to hook up with. Um, is Jess following people that she... I'm sure if I'm doing it and then you're doing it, she's right. doing it, he's doing it. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, I, I asked this but because the, this question is different. This is, they start, he started following her in this period of unrest in their relationship mm-hmm. when they had sex or went out in between that, that might bother me more. Okay. Well, of course. Right. But you're only, you don't know when he followed her. He's saying they were friends. So maybe, you know. Oh, he's saying they were friends before this. Yeah. He's she's just noticing this now. Okay, Just because she has the information doesn't mean like, yeah, that would be if if in two month break, he follows this girl, ends up hooking up with her and they meet through Instagram. Like that's a very specific situation. I'm saying like for the there's a lot of Instagram stuff that we're trying to figure out on the fly Mm -hmm. that no one has the right answer to. Like I, I, because you know, the, the, the one that you hear a lot is we went on a date and then he, now he watches all my Instagram stories, Right. never texts me, never tries to go out, but still watches my Instagram stories. I tried thinking about that. I spent a lot of time thinking about that because I wanted to do a bit about it on stage of like, well, why do I do that? Right. There are people I follow on Instagram that literally I met on a dating app, never met, never even met, never even met, still follow them, still following watch stories. I don't know why. Like I, I've really thought about it mm-hmm. to be able to translate onto this podcast and have an opinion on it. And some of it's just boredom. Some of it's just kind of like I always have been. And so I will continue to. There are people. <laughs> I, I agree. That is absolutely. You know what I mean? Like there's no, unless there's something like an inertia thing that, that like would change that. So if I accidentally unfollowed them, yeah. I wouldn't follow them again. But this is the this right. is what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, 
I uh, there was a girl I went on one date with, and I was still following, and I noticed. I'm like, I'm watching all these stories. I I don't know why I'm here. There right. was a day, and then she posted something, and I go, and I like did the extra step. I'm like, does she even follow me? The, did she? No. Okay. So now I'm just this weird dude so at the party staying too long. But I'm saying like I didn't. It took me. It wasn't like that happened the first time I watched the story. Right. It was months of watching. So you felt this weird about story. all the months that you had been watching. Not as much as I probably should be, but I was like. Jared, time to leave the party. Right. Did you leave? Yeah, I unfollowed. Right. But I was like, but there's other people like that. Yeah. There's, and I get to these moments with these people where I go, I do have like a moment where I go, what are you doing here, Jared? And, mm-hmm. it, and it, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen after two months. It mm-hmm. happens after way longer than it probably should. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not pursuing these people. I'm and I'm watching their stories. Sometimes they're entertaining. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's just that I'm pooping. Right. And something to look at. And it's something to look So But I'm, if if Jess said to you like, um, hey, like I know like who is that that you follow this person? And you said, Oh, it's some girl I went on a date with sure. two years ago. And she's like, Would you unfollow her? Yeah, I probably would. Right. Um, we're deep enough now where at this point if she was like, unfollow, what do you need that person for? Like sometimes I'll open Instagram and the first thing that pops up she'll look at and she'll look, literally roll her eyes at me. Mm-hmm. Like 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 a picture of a girl will come up and then she'll be like, what are, we, what, what are you doing? Like you right. fucking idiot. And it's more of a fucking idiot thing than it is like that she's mad. You know, it's more like, you know, and I. Right. It's. It's hard to talk about, and we're having this conversation. Well, she's she's not mad, but it's still like even if someone, even if you know something is like an okay behavior, it's still kind of annoying. Of course, and it's like you don't necessarily have the right to feel that way. Mm -hmm. I and I get that because that happened to me when I if I see something that like I'm just kind of like I didn't really want to like I wish I just didn't know that I saw that or something like that. Yeah, no one did anything wrong, but you're just kind of like now it leaves like a weird feeling in the back of my whatever yeah i mean that's the story with this email yeah i mean this email she's like the problem is she knows the history yeah and he's also now saying i know the history too but i'm not gonna leave it behind totally mm-hmm. by st- you know it's one thing if it's never asked about she doesn't even know whatever you know out of my out of sight out of mind oh that's just a girl he follows maybe they went to high school together Right. You know, like you can live in that world. But she knows. She knows. The the curtains have been drawn. Right. You, you 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 see how the hot dog is made and now you don't want to eat any hot dogs anymore. Right. I understand that. Do you think it's irrational for her to ask her to unfollow him? Or for him to ask him to unfollow her? No, I don't think it's irrational. I think it's like one of those things where you go like I, I think a lot of these things are like um I don't think he. Sh- I don't think it's abnormal for him to not get in front of it. That's my my empathy for him is to say is is what we're talking about right now. Where it's like, yeah, I've been following right. these people for a while. He hasn't done anything wrong technically. Technically, right, right. to date. I actually don't think he sh- either of them have done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But now that it's been spoken about, the illusion is gone, and now it has to be cleaned up. So now, the longer he holds on to her, I do understand where she would go. Well, what are you holding on to? Are you right? It's either one. He's trying to prove a point that she can't like tell him what to do, which I Mm. think might probably is a thing in some relationships where it's like, I'm not going to do this 
Just because like, you told So that I don't feel like I'm like some person that just does whatever you want me to do all mm-hmm. the time. Um, or I'm whipped or whatever. Yeah. Um, or like there's some other reason that he won't do it. Which yeah. I think it's weird that he wouldn't just just not do it. Here's the other problem is if they break up. I mean, and then well, do, yeah. Do you think that? Well, her, her question is like if. Is, is he trying to keep this as an option for potential recycling? No. Um, maybe. I, I. The Here's the thing. They're two months away from the break. It's two. Here's the other thing that I would say to her. He's two months away from things he's told this other girl. So right. there's a piece of him that has... <laughs> has to think of her reaction to the unfollow too. Mm-hmm. As as awful as that sounds. Right. He's kind of like, you know, in every relationship, when you start out the first few months, you don't post anything because of the other people out there. It's not because... It's a, it's a little bit of two reasons. It's, a, it's also because you, you don't, don't want to be like ahead. make a statement that you're sure. like something that could fall apart at any minute. But there's also these other people that you've... You've been texting with. You, it's not like when you start with someone, you go to all your exes and go, hey, we have to stop texting now. I've met the love of my life. Right. That's not how it goes. <laughs> you know, there's Although not, we can dream. We can dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it, that's just not how it normally goes. You let those things run out and then it's six months later and you post with a girlfriend and they all go, oh, that's why I haven't heard from that person. Right. You know, it's more of that. He unfollowing whatever it's it's kind of an admission to that girl that like my girlfriend made me do this she hates you you know it's like a there's a lot of said things in the unsaid yeah that's what i'm saying i'm i'm now someone who just does things to please this person too which i think a lot of men are resistant to yeah and if i i mean sending the picture of the the other detail that she wrote is he's sending the picture of her to his friend Right. And that Well, that's a bigger deal, I think, because then it's like this isn't someone that you're like, why am I here? This is someone that you're like kind of you're doing a deeper dive on. Mm-hmm. It's not an Instagram that just, oh, there, look at they posted. Right. It's you're like not just scrolling past. Yeah. You're like you're interested. You've talked about her with right. other people. Right. Which is also like you're not necessarily doing anything wrong there, but it's the kind of thing. There's so many things in a relationship, especially now with like technology and everyone has a phone. If you're with someone all the time, you see their phone all the time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. I you're not doing anything wrong, but I just kind of like I you're also this doesn't feel good. Make me feel better for the things that I didn't want to see. Right. I think that's really the thing like she but also it feels like she's looking for these things. You know, well, she, I get it. She's probably insecure. It seems like they had a break and then he was like seeing someone. So I, that's a, that can make you kind of feel like. There, yeah, there's so many more issues than just this girl. I mean, there are seven years of friends. They're friends for seven years. They're together a year. They already needed a two month break. It feels like you guys are just settling for one another because you're there. Right. To a certain extent. It feels like you guys are somewhat of a crutch for each other. And. The reason you're getting self-conscious about this other person is because you don't really feel comfortable in this relationship. Right. And I think that I do think that him saying that he will that it's not a big deal and he doesn't speak to her and he's not going to unfollow her is like kind of weird in itself. Yeah. Yeah. To say, yeah. What was the quote? They I asked if he still talks to her and he said he wouldn't do that. Like, that's not saying I don't. Right. So (laughs) then why? Why don't you? Why do you need to follow her? I, I mean, it's like, why is following this person 
more Important, worth more yeah. than like me feeling weird about it. That's the thing. I you know I I guess maybe I'm a, a wuss, but like if I was put at the like I I'm trying to think of like you and I doing this like as a as an improv. You know I think if I say, right if you and I were dating and you were like well who's this girl and I was like oh I dated her while we were on break. Okay, do you think it's important for you to follow her? No, not really. I should probably unfollow. Like, I don't know. And I, I get from like, no, this is another thing that, that people in previous generations never had to deal with. Like, mm-hmm. I get why you wouldn't want like the person that you're dating and potentially thinking of marrying to be seeing bikini pics of their ex. Yeah. Regularly. It, like, I understand why that's like your mom. Your mom never had to, to know that sure. your dad was just getting a, a randomly in like sure random sure. intermittent um rewards of like seeing his ex and <laughs> and also to go back to what we talked about in the beginning of like no this is just the ma- the match and you're not being compared to anyone and then it's like yeah but also here's my ex in right. her bikini that i'm comparing you to that right feels like, like, like you're comparing well yeah it's like that. right it literally com- pops up on their yeah. phone like if they're following someone that's sort of what the, you're submitting to like oh this person just like is going to just get updates about this person's life mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that yeah there's an element of insecurity in that but i don't think that that's crazy yeah and i do think the the recycling thing now that i'm thinking about it a little bit more He's keeping her to let her know that, like, the door isn't closed. Right. It might not work out with you guys, and maybe he would go back. And then it has to become, that's another thing to answer to. That's another thing to go, oh, I unfollowed you because why? You know, why are you re-following me? That's, like, all works into that. But he could just he could just follow her again if he did. Yeah, that's that's why I was thinking. I was like, it's not that big of a deal to unfollow, but it is sending the other girl's statement that, like, I have moved on from you, too. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to do. If you're not, if, if you're, you're not, not committed totally to that committed, idea. Yeah. So well, then that why, the, that's if you're not why totally done sign. with that two-month girl. Yeah. yeah. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com betches. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Thanks for the awesome podcast. All my friends and I love listening. In my group of friends, I'm usually the one handing out advice and comfortable with the relationships, but I'm currently stumped at the way I should be feeling in my own dating life. I met a guy on Bumble. We hit it off immediately. At the time, I was juggling a few other first dates from Bumble, and after going on a few, he was my favorite. We both from the same hometown and have many mutual friends. He checks off all the right boxes. We've been on five dates now, and I've spent the night at his place. Earlier this week, I asked him what he was up to Friday night. He replied he planned to get drinks with friends. Fast forward to Friday night. Both of us are at different cocktail bars with our groups of friends. My group of friends decide to head home for the night. He texts me and says his group is heading out to the bar club area. I can't help but feel kind of upset he didn't ask uh, my group of friends or just me to join them. Am I overthinking it? Should I have been invited? I know it's early on in the dating each other, but I feel like if he's interested in me, he should have extended the invite or even wanted to spend this Friday night with me from the start. Thoughts? I'm being crazy. Please let me know. If I'm being crazy, let me know. What do you think? I don't think she's being crazy. I think there's that she's letting her imagination run wild, which I would probably do also if mm-hmm. I were her. Of Like, why didn't he ask for me to come? Is he see, did he see someone else? Did he meet someone else? Mm-hmm. Is he like... Um, doing this if I were her though I would have asked him if she, she, I would have initiated coming to meet him yeah she has she, to be a, not she has to stop being afraid of hearing no right you're if five she, dates in that also tells you more though if someone says no to you suggesting it it tells you more than someone just not inviting you somewhere well, she didn't want to hear that she didn't want to right. hear the real answer she wants to live in the imaginary imaginary world where she wasn't turned down right because if she was, if she was like, I, I do agree with that, where it's like, hey, you want something, then you ask for something. Right. You're out. Your friends are going home. Hey, my friends are going home. I'd love to come meet up with you and your friends. Are you guys still out? That's not a crazy thing to say. That's up to him to go, hey, this is just, if he had written back to that, this is just guys right now. My one friend's in from out of town. Uh, it's not really the situation I want to bring you into. I'll text you tomorrow. I'll text you tomorrow. That's right. a different story. Yeah. If he doesn't text you back, okay, now you have some, like a half a bad answer. Right. Uh, then the next morning, hey, I'm sorry, phone ran out of bad. At least it gives him a chance and an excuse. Right. Um, that he has to, yet that he now, it's on him to come up with it's something. It's on him to right. try. That's right. the thing. You want or to not, put the person right. in the position to or try. Or not try, and yeah. that shows you something else, too. Exactly. Everything's a tiny little test. But by you just kind of wanting to do this, waiting for him to ask, and he never does, now it could be anything. It could be totally. that it could be the guy situation night. It could be that he actually like got too drunk and went home. It could be that he that it was with someone else. You like, didn't who even knows? give him a chance to try. Yeah. That's the problem That's I That's the have. issue with not taking the, the night into your own hands. Totally. And also... She asks if she's crazy. You're not crazy for feeling how you feel. 
You're not crazy for going, being disappointed because your expectations didn't meet the reality. Right. So you sat there going, oh, I wish you would have asked me out. Not crazy. Now, oh, your, mi- now your mind wanders, rather. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, this is, well, I, I love her email because it's funny where, like, I'll tell you where she gets crazy. She, she's not crazy with, I can't help but thinking, uh, he didn't ask my group of friends out or just me to join them. Am I overthinking of it? Shouldn't I be invited? Um, not, still not crazy. I know it's early on in dating each other, but I feel like if he's interested, he, he should have extended the invite. Yeah, yeah, not crazy. Or even wanted me to spend his Friday night with me from the start. There, you're crazy. <laughs> you're, now you're crazy. Because you already started the night with, you're out with your friends, I'm out with my friends. Okay, cool. Maybe we'll see each other later. Right. Then he didn't ask you out. That's, that's a, then, you know, it's okay to be hurt. Then, well, why didn't we start the night together? Now well, you're backtracking from a is, contract you've agreed to. This is how you can, like, work yourself into a, a spin, and I've done it many times, where <laughs> it starts off innocently enough. Like, why didn't he text me? And ask, why did he text? Why did he wait till 930 to yeah. text me? Why didn't he text me this morning and ask me to go out? Like, it's like you then you <laughs> start building this case in your head. And it becomes like then it becomes. And he should have picked me up for work and then dropped me off at work and right. then been with me all day right. long. Yeah, and what's he crazy. doing? And hey, let's think about it. Worst case scenario, right? He met someone else that night. He went home with that person. Yep. If that person is someone that he had a better connection with and started dating instead of you, you weren't supposed to be with him. Yeah. If um he hooked up with someone, realized he wasn't into them, and then continues dating you, that doesn't really change anything about the fact that he's still dating you, you're not like in a relationship yet. It's also out of sight, out of mind. Like he's doing you the favor of, of not answering you and right. And not inviting, not yeah. inviting you. And just knowing that the situation isn't one for you to, to get to know each other better. It's only going to make you worse off. I think we have to be okay with that too. Like, yeah, if she asks him, like we have to be okay with excuses that also are followed up with effort. Okay. So it's like, you know, he sits there and he goes, hey, you out with friends? I'm out with my friends. It's kind of a guy's night. We should do something this week. Okay. Right. Now he's given you the weekly effort. Tonight wasn't the night. You're five dates in. Go live your life as someone that's not with someone that you're five dates in with. Right. And She's that's jealous. different for every person. Right. Yeah, it's different. I can see why it's hard because you get very invested. She's probably really excited about this guy. She's probably now like overthinking all the reasons why he didn't do that, which again, as I'm saying, like worst case scenario, and sometimes it is the worst case scenario is Mm. that they hook up with someone else five dates into dating you. And that happens a lot more than I think a lot of women think that it does because you don't get to hear about it because you're not on The Bachelor. Sure. (laughs) Not for me, but for other guys. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens. I mean, that's the reality of it. Like, you know, it's that Saturday night let's meet up text uh, where you do it like midday. Yeah, let's figure something out. There's mm-hmm. no commitment. Right. It's very millennial, like to, you know, of the age and the right. technology to go, let me have you, but not have to be with you. Which is frustrating, right? Very frustrating. Right. Or it's it. hurtful to know that someone could have been with you and decided not to. Sure. And then this guy needs to be a better creative writer. <laughs> at that point oh no you know one guy's going through a breakup and I really don't want to leave him right now and it's kind of a guy's night I, you know I could write these things for people I know what's going on but that's not true you're saying in most it might cases. be true but let it be true 
You know, don't right. kill yourself over this. Well, that's you know? the like, hard part is yeah. not being like, I need to find out the truth. Well, when, when it's like, oh, finding the truth, you don't want to find out the truth. Like it, you really don't. It's also the hard part of not asking for what you want. Your mind wanders, as you said, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, hey, I'm out. I'll come meet you guys. Let him go. Hey, uh, tonight's not the night. Uh, I'd love to see you, too. Let's do tomorrow night instead. Uh, I'm doing, you know, it's kind of a guy's night here. Right. You know, like. At least at that point, you've got an answer. Like I had someone DM me um, recently and it was a message from a guy. And this is different, but the same. But it's like the guy wrote her this long message on a dating app just being like, hey, I'm just letting you know I'm here for hookups. I'm not here to get in a relationship. If that's not something you're looking for, that's totally fine. But I'd love to get drinks knowing that this can never really get serious. Right. She sends me the me- sends me the screenshot of that. And it's like, do you really think? Oh, he's- and he wrote. I just got out of a relationship. That was his reasoning for not looking for something serious. Okay. She wrote to me. She sends it to me and she goes, well, do you believe that he's, you really think he's out of a relationship? I was like, that's not for us to care about. Right. That's not the point. That's not the point. Yeah. Um, his reasonings for not wanting to take you seriously are his reasons. At the very least, he was open and honest about right. finding out whatever those real reasons are, aren't going to help you at all. That doesn't do anything for you. Right. So the same to this girl. If you write a text and you say, hey, I'm out. I would love to come meet up with you guys. And he gives you an excuse. That's the excuse. Live in that world. But the excuse needs to be followed by effort. Right. For it to be a real, uh, a caring excuse. Right. Because the person doesn't technically owe you anything. No. Five dates in. Fuck off. Yeah. You know, let's play some games. Let's do it. Send in your games. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Let's play some. I'm. I have a I have a story. I was debating telling telling the story Uh-oh, about here we that. Go. Um, so in a similar in a similar story. Okay, so I told you we went, I had the two year anniversary, right? We went out to dinner. Okay, and he Where'd had told you go? we went to Maison Premier Ooh. in Williamsburg. Um, okay. But um, basically on this on this date for some reason we were like drinking a little bit. I was like, what? I was like, why? Uh, it's like why don't you like why don't you consider this the first date? It's like when wh- when did you hook up with someone like while we were dating? Oh, so this was the two-year anniversary right. of your first, first date. date. Right. And you're asking your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I went down a bad road. Yeah, this is not a road you should have gone. Yeah. This is do not enter. This is my fault. You're driving in the wrong direction. You're right. at the anniversary date. dinner. We're at the dinner. <laughs> you're ha- Okay. <laughs> to set right. this up for the listeners at home. Yeah. You're at the anniversary dinner. Yeah. And you decide tonight is the tonight night. Tonight is the night. To ask why tonight is the anniversary as opposed to a month before? Or why why he's so not into that as the, the actual date as the, the date. What's the date to him? A month he later? He doesn't have a... Ne- he doesn't, hasn't specified the date exactly. Some, okay. Whatever. When, the, the, the date to him is when we discuss being exclusive. Fe- fine. So a month, okay. a month or like, two later. This conversation is like where men start measuring their penis from. Right. So... <laughs> Oh, from the balls. No, from the asshole. From the back, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> so I decide to like I was like, when when just just tell me, you know, whatever. What's just, the deal? Right, yeah. What was the deal? I was like, when was the last time like that you hooked up with someone? Do else? you understand this is like to someone who's single listening to this, who's like, I can't find a guy. Like they hear this. This is like complaining no, about having too much money. No, I know it's frustrating. I understand. Listen, this is I no judgment it. zone. I'm I'm happy to talk about this. For me, so. I don't know. I just for some reason I just I was just getting curious okay. and I really wanted to know. So he tells me that ba- he went on a bachelor party a month in 
to us dating, mm-hmm. right? And he like made out with a girl. Okay. That was it. Okay. Right? So for me, I'm thinking like of all the things that we did before that bachelor party. Sure. <laughs> Took him out for his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went on all these great dates. Mm-hmm. I thought we were like, we seeing each other like four nights a week, five mm-hmm. nights a week. And that was the same. I think I've told this story before. The whole same weekend, he was just Snapchatting me. He doesn't text me though, that weekend. Yeah, I was I, away I, too. Listen, go back to the archives. Right. We talked yeah. it out. And I'm starting thinking about like in my head, like, like being frustrated by that. And then now knowing that like, that's what he was doing there. And yeah. I got like, in my head, I just got, just because I'm, I can relate to this sure. this girl of like <laughs> with thing it. in my head. I'm so, I just got like so mad, and I knew it was irrational. I knew it was like an irrational feeling of of like. It's also like, what can you do now? Right, like you're with this guy. Right, there's not much to do. We're together. He's like very. I've never had any worries about his faithfulness. We weren't. He didn't technically owe me anything at the time. Mm-hmm. It was a month in, but there's some reason I was just like mad. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, I, I get why you're mad because you're looking back. You feel, I would imagine you feel embarrassed. Right. Because you're talking to someone who's saying all these nice things, but then goes on a bachelor party and right. keeps himself. Well, I always say beware the vacation mm-hmm. on this podcast and beware the planned trip. Mm-hmm. Guys will keep themselves as single as possible before the planned trip with friends because that's like the one where they're like, okay, well, that's my last hurrah wow. to see how much of a, you know, how much I could pull something off in a city where I know there's going to be no consequence. Right. And I, I listen, I'm, I'm a realist. I'd like to yeah. think until it affects me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do understand why you were right. mad. There is something, it's like, I'm, I'm mad. I know I don't really have a right to be, which makes me madder somehow. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I can't like properly express my like irritability with the situation. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like, it's like kind of some of the, you know, it's like some of the me too people where some of them aren't going to jail for what they did. Right. And it's like the people that go to jail, you're like, okay, they're serving their time. And then the people that don't go to jail that kind of just were embarrassed. You're like, but when that the, they deserve right. more, more than embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. So like, I can't do anything about this. We're together. We live together. It's fine. But like, they're still, and I, it was more, it was annoying. It was the irritation on top of the irritation was knowing that I didn't really have a right to be irritated. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't, it's like the mob boss. You can't get down because he's like, you didn't read my rights. Right. Gotta go. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. So that's just, I, uh, I didn't want to not fully disclose a similar situation sure. because we do keep it real here. Yeah. Let's keep it real. Um, I mean, I get but it. It's, that's modern dating for you. And like, that's a situation where, yeah, that was, yeah, these. I th- get the irrational anger that you work yourself into a thing too. Sure, and this girl, you know, they could end up together two years from now and be like, "We're engaged," and mm-hmm. she would go, "Man, that was such a weird thing that." I, and it's like you wouldn't have been wrong for feeling upset, but you know, you go through feeling upset a lot with the people that you love and end up with. Like you yeah. know, these aren't. I we talked about going up the mountain. It goes up the mountain, but you're there for the fights as you work your way up the mountain. You know, like it's uh, sometimes it's the minute you go, "Ah, I'm going to walk back down is the minute it's over. Right. You know, so that's where I'm talking about. You're still there. So for her where it's like, okay, it's fine that he has an excuse, but was there effort Effort. to keep up the the trip up the mountain? You know, Uh, so it is interesting. It's funny, the trip thing, because now I keep now I'm thinking of the guy who brought the condoms 
to the bachelor party. I mean, that guy had a girlfriend. So I know I they were living <laughs> together. I know, but I'm saying like, you know, that's one of those things. Like, beware the planned trip. Right. I mean, if if he if we had been actually dating and he did that, that would be an entirely different story. Totally but. different story. <laughs> that, I mean, I I agree. But let's still, uh, still annoying nonetheless. Oh uh, yeah, I got over it, and then I just remembered Sounds it like again. You're over it, I got over <laughs> it, and then I just remembered it again, and now I'm annoyed again. You're really mad. <laughs> yes, that's why he loves that I do this podcast. What happened to you today? I, I had uh, you're in trouble. You'll find <laughs> out next week. <laughs> let's anyway. do some games. UUP at betches dot com. UUP at betches dot com. Would you rather? Yes. <laughs> Would you rather be the dumper or the dumpy? I'd rather be the dumper. I completely disagree. Really? I would love to be dumped. You're like less, you're more detached though. So that makes sense to me. Really? Yes. Because if you were like a highly anxious person, then being the dumpy just turns you into like a tailspin of anxiety. Sure, but when I'm di- when you're dumped, you get the community that all comes together to like hug you and be like, "We gotta go out." Jared was dumped. Oh, I gotta go. I have a friend that recently got dumped, and like, I talked with him for the whole night, and I'm sitting. You think there being that guy like, would wanted to be there though in that situation? No, but if he had dumped someone, I would have been like, "Yeah, good for you. Gotta go." Like he did get. No, here's how it always goes with the dumper. After that, though, in that. The dumper, the dumpy, weeks after, is still thinking about it. The dumper, you talk to them a couple weeks later, they're like, yeah, that was like a tough conversation to have, but like, I know it was the right decision. Sure. Then they're like, oh, it's like they just got out of a test. Like, <laughs> now I don't have to think about this ever again. But also, the <laughs> Whereas the dumpy, dumpy is, think, is ruminating about it for weeks Yeah, but the dumpy doesn't have to months. feel like they ruined someone's life. They had their life ruined. Oh, it's better to have your own life ruined? I would rather take the bullet than to be the one to shoot, shoot the it. gun. I, I, I just like, if you're dumped, at least there's nothing you could do about it. When you dump, it feels like you're the one that is, and this is kind of the position dump, dumped people put the dumper into, is that you, well, why won't you stay here and work this out? Mm-hmm. It feels like you're trying to get out of the hard part. They're like, well, now you're just doing the easy thing by leaving here. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I think there's a difference between being the dumper as a uh, man with a family four. Oh, my and God. Like, yeah. That's a that's a tough dumping to do. Well, I'm just well, in that case, the dumpy like. The dumpy definitely gets her support in that one, but I mean, aunts are coming over. They're cooking you dinner. It's a shiva call. Yeah, I mean, look, look at Tiger and. Uh, well, she went and dated a billionaire again. Yeah, Tiger Woods and. She's doing pretty well. Double billionaire. Look, yeah. we don't even have to know her name. She's sitting there and I forgot her name too. Flying private everywhere. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I. It's a good question. I understand both sides. To me, I think it's a personal thing. I think to me, I'd be like, yeah, fucking. Stab me in the heart. Let me get, I get to, it's like being, it's like when you get sick. How nice is it to curl up in the bed and have an excuse for sitting in bed all day? Yeah, but the other option isn't being the virus. (laughs) What do you mean? Like you're the one who made them sick. Yeah, that's why I'd rather be dumped. No, I'd rather be the dumper. So you want to be the virus. I hate doing it, but after I feel great. Oh yeah, nothing feels better than dumping something. 
That's what I'm saying. Afterwards, yeah, the lead but, up to like, but yeah. the lead up sucks. And yeah. then once you're done, though, once you're like, you know, it feels like you've like pushed off a dock with your boat on the sailing on the way to freedom. I don't know. It always takes me like so long to get over any breakup. I get a little bit, you know, I would have these moments of like loneliness and, you know, you, you, your phone isn't ringing as much, not, not as much text. So you're sitting mm-hmm. there like feeling like shit. No breakup is easy. I'm just saying like, at least when you're dumped, no one's like you're dating already. No one's like, you know, like no one's like, well, yeah, why are you out we're tonight? fucking jealous when you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like when you dump someone. It's it's kind of like you ran away with all the billions, <laughs> like, right. you know, like you're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing here? Shouldn't, didn't you just have a breakup? Yeah, I'm celebrating. Like you look like you always right. look like a dick. Yeah. There's no sympathy for the dumper. No. Really. Yeah. Like especially when they meet someone new right away. It doesn't seem fair. And it's like, well, he just wanted to go on to the next person. You know, then it inevitably gets compared. Right. It, it's all it, oh, look at what did he, it mean? Not, it meant strung, nothing to you. Yeah, yeah, it meant nothing. And it's like, yeah, I got yeah, nothing. I'm a I'm fucking cardboard box with no feelings or any emotion. Like that wraps you up. The dumper <laughs> always gets put into this like mechanical, heartless bitch spot, and I'd rather be. Like, isn't it? You'd rather get the sympathy. Isn't it a coincidence that everyone that's been dumped is also an angel on earth? <laughs> you know, like. For a time. For a minute. Yeah. And then the group goes home and is like, yeah, of course they got dumped. Fuck that person. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a red flag deal breaker. All right. Red flag deal breaker. I met a guy at a friend's birthday thing and we really hit it off. He was super sweet, extremely attractive and seemingly very into me. So he exchanged numbers. I was psyched when he added me on Instagram a week later. Naturally, I went straight to his page to stalk him and was met with an uneasy amount of selfies. Yikes. Ooh. Not only that, most of these selfies featured his pr- pet lizard, James. <laughs> Red flag, or should I just run for the hills for, from the self-involved lizard lover? The lizard thing. Nothing feels more lizard owner than selfies with a lizard. Yeah. That's the worst when that happens. You get all excited, picturing your life together. And then he's a, li- he's and a then lizard And then he's a selfie-taking lizard guy. Yeah. Uh, if, the, if it was so great when you met him, I might go out with him. But like I wouldn't be nearly as excited as I was before. You need to give him one shot at having awareness about how ridiculous right. it is like i've got this crazy i'm surprised he would even follow you without having well, that conversation yeah well, that, well he then he's gotta go i mean i had a guy wrote into the other podcast and he was just like i i was like you just look like it's very produced his, he was asking about his instagram page and i was like to me your your instagram page looks produced and i think i know what that means when i say that right like it's like a thirst trap yeah like there's a lot of like moody pictures they're like very He's very dressed up. It's very much. It didn't. It look looks like, like it's like an advertisement for themselves. Exactly. Right. And yeah. he was like, "Well, what do you?" He he followed up. He's like, I, "I just don't understand what you mean by produce." I'm like, "Look, look at what you don't see it. It's curated." Yeah. Right. Like, and yeah. So some people don't see it until they're told. Yeah, um, I get that. If you were like, "Hey, I," and if that every, often happens with single people more than people who are like they. I think they're the, trying to produce a certain aesthetic. The people with the most awareness are like if you're two months in. <laughs> like, once you're no, like I think once you're ten years into a relationship, it's just two people telling each other they're right and everyone else is wrong. How's what do you mean? Like, a, like if you've ever met a, like a married couple that fights at every party. Um. Yes. Like, like it's like yeah, they they've just told each other how right they are. 
to now they sound like crazy people everywhere they go. Right. You know, it's like, and then there's like single guy who's alone in the mirror going, yeah, take the picture with the lizard. That's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we act. Been alone too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a girlfriend. Seriously. You to fucking get it together. But that's why he doesn't have one, probably. Yeah. It's tough, I, to, it's tough so when people get in their own way. Deal break. For me, I'm thinking of a woman with selfies and a lizard. But you meet and you had a great time. You know. Let me, I'd go I'd go out with them. Yeah, I would Steve Irwin. I'd be I would investigate the lizard. But it would be like, you'd be less pumped, right? Less pumped. Yeah. Less pumped. Hate when that happens. One more. A friend of mine went on a first date with a guy. Uh, who had a, the strong opinion that all children should be breastfed until at least age four. Red flag or deal breaker? What do you think? About, I'm still breastfeeding, but um, I... <laughs> do you want to hear a secret? Sure. I breastfed until I was four. Really? Yes. See, I'm, I, I don't know the implications of this. I don't know what the age is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you told me you breastfeed till eight, I would go, oh, Kid, good for you. Right. you know, I wouldn't know. Kids not really supposed to be like speaking when they. Oh, when they're. It's usually like a year tops. You shouldn't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually like a year tops. My mom is very odd. Um, well, don't they say that it's like better it's good for, for you, the kid, or it's good for there, you? I don't know if those those benefits tap out after a certain amount of time. This feels like one of those subjects that like a group of people will DM me about the evils of one side or the other. Like, you don't know what breastfeeding does right. to people. Like, four, I don't know. No. I don't know. Let me four just, is old. I think universally accepted. Right. Well, I, I don't know the, I don't know anything. I'm just like, okay. So you're know. fine with a woman who wants to breastfeed her kids. If, she's if four. she told me that was important to her, I go, well, that's important to you. Then that's what we're going to do. I don't you know. All what, right. am I, what am I going to do? I, 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 your woman, your body, your choice. I, I'm, 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 I'm on that for all. Subject. Yeah, I wouldn't want a man telling me how long I had to be like have a child drinking from my breast. Yeah, probably him being a man makes this way more problematic, right? Like, yeah, like that seems odd. Get a cow or something. Yeah, if a woman said this to me, I would I would go, yeah. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the dogs are mad. Oh, I don't know if they that's can hear funny. It. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I know so little that it's like... Yeah, we did just get through queefing. Um, <laughs> breastfeeding is good, but it's supposed to take a certain amount of time and stuff. Like, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to do it for too long. Okay. It's, it becomes embarrassing for the child. It's got to hurt the nipples. It becomes embarrassing for the child. After a while, believe me, I endured that. That was like so not normal. So would you normal. like walk up to your mom like, hey, hey, that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah, I'm thirsty. That's what they say. And then all my siblings would tease me for it. I Why was, were you the only one? Because you're you're supposed to. You, it's not the child's job to to say they don't want it anymore. <laughs> but why did you choose you amongst all the children? I guess I was like mutually like I was like still you into it, and she, she was, was like good. into it. It was consent. It was consensual. <laughs> but then like <laughs> I remember it was nipple. right around like the the Clinton like reelection, and they would all scream like four more years at me because I I made a th- I made an announcement that I was stopping on my fourth birthday. Which is weird enough. <laughs> you were able enough to <laughs> to communicate that you didn't want to do it anymore. Because it was everyone was like was like was so like making like fun of me. This is like your version of like having a blankie. Yeah, because like my brother had right. like a little we called it a burpee, and he would chew on it, and it would get crusty and gross, and he would like You'd get made fun of. And his probably. big joke was sticking it in people's faces, like that was like his thing, right? And we'd be like. And he was like, I'm done with the burpee. Like, there was a day. Yeah. I was like, well, so I was. your mom's tip I liked was it. your burpee. I liked it, but I couldn't stand the uh, 
the ridicule. So I said, on my fourth birthday, I'm stopping. And I did. This is like an advocacy for shame. You know? (laughs) (laughs) know, This is how you stop bad habits. Well, this is the thing. Like, you you don't, you know, if you don't ever got, if no one in your family made fun of you, you, then you wouldn't have. uh, I might still be breastfeeding. Might still be. I'm just imagining you. I please don't. In between podcasts, <laughs> hey, uh, I need ten minutes. My mom's here. <laughs> I just gotta get a couple. And that's what she would. Milk. Oh my god, that's what she'd say. She'd be like, you know, like China, ancient Chinese kings would breastfeed feed well into adulthood. <laughs> Wasn't there a thing <laughs> recently where? Oh, Game of Thrones. There's well, they a were drinking, No, they were selling breast milk online. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know. There was a thing I heard where it's like. You're more adept to gain weight later in life if you don't breastfeed. Interesting. Who like, knows? Maybe who knows? she gave me a whole host of very nice um, attributes. Again, listen, you for. never know what these societal things are doing for or against you. That's true. Just like the, the uh, straws. Just we'll like find the straws. All right. Well, that's our episode. We don't, did it again. Yeah. As usual, per usual. Um, listen, if you're out there listening in Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, and Toronto, I feel like I've said those cities way more than I've ever said, said them, them in, in my, my whole entire life. life. Um, come get the tickets or it's gonna don't. Be, it's going to be you, fun. It's going to be a good time. But I, I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm done convincing people. I'm yeah, done telling you guys what to do. The show speaks for itself. The show's so, great. Whatever. It's fun, and I'm coming on stage like a bat out of hell. So be, yeah, we're good. coming out ready it's to It's going to be entertain. like a bull, the riding of the bulls. Yeah, Jordana's going to have the red <laughs> cape, and I'm going to be running around like an idiot. So let's all have a great time. Come on out to the shows. Tell people to buy tickets. Get some friends involved. We'll be back next episode. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.